0: All right, welcome back to, this is episode two. Today, we're gonna to talk a little bit about hiring an agent. Um, and we just wanted to take a second before we, we jumped in there and say there's a ton of great agents in Rapid City in the Black Hills area. So lots of talented people there that you could work with.
1: Awesome. Okay, so let's jump in. Uh, one thing that I would be curious to know is how many buyers specifically are actually interviewing agents. I think sellers typically do listen to or or have more than one agent come into their home, give them their price analysis and go through their spiel. So we were always really, really solid on the seller presentation side. But when it comes to buyers, because I think it's more important than ever to have really good buyer representation right now. And just because their name pops up on your computer screen doesn't necessarily mean that they're, they're the right fit for you. And so we just want to talk a little bit about how that looks. And I know that a lot of times when I meet a new buyer, it, it's it's easier when it's a referral, right? Because they've already had an experience with somebody. So sure that you may not need to interview because obviously they're giving an agent's name because they had a good experience with them. Where maybe you know you meet somebody at an open house for five minutes, or or again they just pop up on your computer screen, you click something maybe look a little bit more into that and say, hey, is that is that agent the right fit for me?
0: Yeah. And I think so. We we both personally interviewed other agents for our clients moving out of state and and just moving away from areas where we're not the experts in. Um, so kind of going off of that. Yeah.
1: Like I have I kind of have a set of questions that I ask other agents when I'm sending them my client from here to wherever they're at or vice versa, if they're coming here. Uh, So those are kind of where we're getting our questions, just so you understand that we use these questions when we are interviewing other agents. Yeah, And it's actually really interesting because uh, within the last couple of weeks, I think it was a couple of weeks ago. um, Yeah, like three
0: weeks ago, I think. We
1: were sent, Scott and I and a couple other agents were sent a referral from an agent in Wyoming who had a buyer that was looking to buy an investment property here. So we put our names in the hat and they called and they interviewed us. And so they used a lot of these same questions, which is interesting because Scott and I were were interviewed by the same buyer. And Scott, what happened?
0: Oh she has to bring it up So of course I didn't I didn't get that listing, which is a, a point of Contention, or I don't know if that's the (laughs) right word, but um, no. But it was a really good experience because it kind of leads you to think of what can you do better, how do you connect with people. So the first question I think that we've kind of is a very basic but an important question is how many houses did you sell last year?
1: Right. So you want to ask that question because I think that that gives the answer that they give you is going to give them um, what their experience is, and it's not how many. How many did you sell in your first year? How many did you sell last year? Were you in it? Were you doing it? Were you involved in the ever-changing buyer? I think
0: that's an important point. It's It's not, oh, I sold a million houses. I'm the best in the world. I don't think the world works like that or real estate works like that. But to your point, it's... Are you doing enough to be relevant and competent in the marketplace? And that takes a certain quantity of of houses, I think, or or properties.
1: It does because every time I'm writing an offer in this changing market, because it's different today than it was a week ago already. Yeah. So to be able to write more offers gives you an edge over other agents who may not be actively writing offers because we have had sellers where we're having buyers offers come in from other agents and you're looking at them next to each other and you can almost see the inexperience because they're missing pieces of it at sure. this point point. Um, so and, and their buyers are losing.
0: Let me ask you this. So if, if your grandma was buying a house and she did not use you, what would you want the answer to that question to be?
1: <laughs> so... I guess I would like, I I would, my grandma, that's very...
0: (laughs) It's a weird question. It is, I like it.
1: I I would say, hey, I think that that agent should have probably done more than 20 transactions last year because I think that that would be close to two a month and that would be a relevance like you had mentioned.
0: And I like the two a month, that anchoring there because current markets or the last market in the last 18 months even has changed so drastically. If you have a gap of two months you missed something, you've lost something, and you're playing catch up. And you can catch up, but I think that's a real thing. So I like that. I, I would tell your grandma for sure, between 20 to 60 transactions. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds like something I would say to your grandma. Um, so the second question, how long have you been in real estate? What are your thoughts on that question? What yeah, you hear so there?
1: I like this as well, because it's showing that experience. And what I would say here is, the reason that I would want to know that you've been in real estate, maybe more than my answer might be more than three years because you would have seen different markets already because we're going through a very, very strong sellers market. And we would have said two, three years ago pre pandemic in our area that it was a strong sellers market, but we would have been very low on that spectrum compared to what it is now because we were writing offers for buyers where we didn't, we didn't go much over asking if we didn't have to, we weren't up against a lot of, um, Multiple offers at that point. I mean, I rarely wrote them before. Yeah. And it was so interesting, but that's a different market. So I've experienced different markets. And in our area, we haven't seen a strong buyer's market since I've been in real estate since 2013. We have, it's been a seller's market, but a different kind of seller's market. So the longer you've been in real estate, the more markets you've seen.
0: Yep. And I would say, in general, in anything, more experiences is, is better, right? To some extent, the person that's been doing it for 20 years should be better than the person that's doing it for one day. Um, but the relevancy of the transactions of how much you're doing it within that time period is is relevant. The one thing I would say that I just want to mention on that to any of the new agents that you, friends, family, maybe anyone listening, I think you can, it doesn't have to be three years. Your agent could be on, in the market for two months if they know your needs, if they match up correctly with you and they're very educated about the process. So those are the things I don't think we should just necessarily gloss over. But I think what you said in general, several years of experience, several transactions a year, lots of transactions a year would, would help um, get you the best agent out there.
1: Yeah. And to piggyback off that a little bit, because we have some new agents in our office specifically, because I, I know when I watch, is that that's another reason that you're asking how many did you do last year? How many transactions did you do last year? Sure. Because if it was their first full year in real estate and they did 20 to 30 transactions, that's huge. their experience then in this exact market is better than somebody who's been in the, in the business for five years, but only did 10 transactions last year. So yep. you kind of have to use those both together and, and make sure that you feel comfortable with it because ultimately it's experience in this market as yep. it looks today.
0: Absolutely. So another question I always like to ask is how long have you lived in the area? So Holly, why is that important to you? Or why do you think that's important to someone choosing an agent?
1: Yeah. So there's a few reasons for that. And I, I mean, the most obvious is, Hey, you know, the areas, if I give you a description of a house, I want it to be in the trees or I want it to be, you know, in an older neighborhood or a more established neighborhood, or I want a new construction house in my mind, because I've lived here for 10 plus years, I know exactly where I should have them looking. Um, not to say that there aren't other areas outside of that, but that is, that's yeah. the start of it.
0: Yeah, I agree. The one thing I like about that question is a little bit more towards like the investment side of it, but it it's relevant to any side is the longer you've been in a community, if you're paying attention, the more options you know of good pockets, bad pockets, areas of growth, things like that that I think are important. There's areas that a person that's born and raised in Rapid City would say I don't want to move there. That's a bad area of town. But an experienced agent should be able to say I get it. You're taking that that's a too big of a picture. Let's let's go back down to neighborhoods and maybe you can find hidden gems, um, great areas that meet your needs that you wouldn't just know based off of a you know, a general,
1: a very general yeah, um, area. Yeah. And, and then, there's definitely pockets. And in there's all always, of them.
0: we all have teams we work with in terms of like home inspections and, you know, all those people. I would say the other thing on that too, is there's just in, in rapid city for sure. There's areas of town that are prone to different issues on conditions of houses. So know that knowing that going into it, I think helps, Know what you're getting if you see cracks on by a window sometimes that's a terrible thing sometimes it's normal for a neighborhood so having someone that's lived in the area understands that i think is a benefit to you know a buyer
1: totally and it's not just that we live in rapid city it's that we've lived in the black hills for as long as we have too so yeah. i have a little bit different experience in location because i grew up in spearfish so i still have friends and family members between spearfish and here which is like a you know 40 to 60 mile radius sure. that I can I can still represent them well in other small towns in our in in our little black hills pocket because I know that area, too. And the longer you live in Rapid City, the more you're just automatically going to know about the smaller areas in Hill City and Custer and, uh, you know, Whitewood and what what might actually match up better for them than just looking at Rapid City proper is to go outside of those and look at um, yeah those others. And I think what you're saying there
0: is like a nice connection to those first two questions as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're naturally going to do some business outside. You're going to learn more. You're going to understand. So again, the more, the length you've been in real estate, how many deals you've done will take you to some of those communities as well and provide, you know, a better oh, absolutely. agent. Absolutely. So yeah. the, the last one we've kind of talked about here is hiring an agent part-time or full-time. What are your thoughts on that one, Holly?
1: Well, understand that you're listening to a podcast of two full-time real estate agents. <laughs> so for me, that answer is, yeah, I want a full-time agent. I, If I'm interviewing for my buyer or seller going to another state, talking to an agent, I want to make sure that they are in real estate full-time. They're not, you know, a teacher or a nurse and then real estate on nights and weekends because that's sure. just not how our world works.
0: Yep. It's hard to be an expert when you're doing it part-time. I think it comes down to that. Yeah, very, very clearly. So yeah, yeah, I agree.
1: Um, okay, so I did throw in one other question that I don't always ask, but I think that if you if you were kind of torn between some agents that have very similar responses to how long have you been in real estate and and you know how long have you lived in our area, a lot of agents might have very good and similar answers. So to say, like, okay, then what sets you apart from other agents? Because that might just be a more of an emotional question, and sure. I don't know that. I would expect any sort of answer, but I think that it would connect me to that agent a little bit better.
0: And I think going back to, you know, again, me losing, you winning that client, (laughs) I've I've taken a lot of time thinking about that, what I can do better, how I can self-improve, maybe what skills you brought that I should have brought, you know, to those interviews. And something that kind of rings clear is, and I I think it's important to have a connection with your agent. There has to be, you talked about it in in that first episode, you've got to be able to like, you want to work with, them. I mean, we're going to be working together at a certain point for a decent length of time. So I think if there's a natural, great communication, if you feel like your personalities match up, I think that's important. I think it's, it, it could be less important depending on what assets you're, you're trying to purchase, but I do think it's important and you, it has to be a working relationship. People want to work with people they like and trust, right? So if you don't get that vibe when you're talking to someone, then they're, like you said, there's plenty of other agents to choose that hopefully will provide that, that, that piece um, that might have the same answers to the, the top questions.
1: Yeah. And, and so when you're talking about what sets you apart, if you're looking at flipping a house and, and buying it and selling it, Scott's a really good resource for that. You know, if you're, if you're looking, she's just saying that because I lost. I, I feel a little badly. Yeah. Um, But when you start to really ask these questions and then you know exactly what you're looking for, looking for the agent that is an expert in those specific niche fields is very important too. For sure. Um, But if you, you know, there's so many different ways to go about it. But I do like that last question. What sets you apart from other agents? Because if you can't decide through the other stuff, because there's, that's facts and figures and, and raw information, you can pull some emotion into that and you can see how you connect. Because the reality is this isn't science. It is being able to, like you said, trust the agent that you're working with because, I mean, that's a really big purchase. And for some people, it's the biggest purchase they'll ever make in their lives. And we don't take that lightly. Uh, So you shouldn't either. And you should make sure that 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 agent has your best interest at heart too. And a lot of that's just building trust. And
0: and I think kind of the moral to wrap all of that up, the moral of this podcast is if you simply go and ask these questions to an agent that you're just getting introduced with, there's a good chance they've never been interviewed. I mean, they're quite possibly just simply asking the questions. The answers might not even be relevant because they might put them together so poorly and just not have that that take on it. So um, I think that's a piece too. There's so many people just go with their first agent, like you said, the first one that pops up on Google or whatever. And we're just encouraging you to to maybe just think about it because it is such a big decision and there's so many dollars at stake.
1: Exactly. And, and it, it could take Five ten minutes. It doesn't have to be yeah. anything crazy. You could pick up a phone and make a phone call and ask them the questions and just see how you feel about their answers. Yeah. And then another thing too is because there's so much information out on the web, you can feel okay googling their name, yeah, right? Absolutely. Because this is an interview and Facebook a lot of, stock,
0: right? Yep. A do lot. I of like that em- person. Are they oh, connected yeah. with people I know? Yeah.
1: Right. And a lot of top employers do that for their interviews. So, I mean we have facebook profiles sure yeah and you know we also have reviews so you can go on google or zillow and that's not to say that that's the only thing that's being said but some of those i mean i know some of my client reviews are are pretty specific on how i helped them and what i did for them and i think that a lot of agents will will have some of that so i i don't think that you have to if if you're choosing agents to interview maybe that's a good start resource too is just to go on Google their name. If you see a yeah. sign in a yard with their name on it, um, it's all, a,
0: it's all a big puzzle, right? So every piece has different weights, questions, personality, Facebook's reviews, all of those. But I, we just want to make sure people are taking this steps. Yeah. To ask a question first, right. Right. To, to make the first move and don't just go with the first thing that pops up.
1: Right. I, I think that at this point in, in our, in our, Crazy market, like I keep saying that, but that's just true. Because before, when we used to work with buyers, and I again pre pandemic, we sure. have had an influx of buyers here, and it is just so important now. Because before, I would work with a the buyer, they'd write an offer, it'd get accepted, we'd go to closing. Now, you are working with a buyer, you start with a buyer, you look at a lot of houses, you probably write more than one offer up yep. to maybe six offers before one gets accepted. So that timeline is now lengthened. We're running into a lot more um issues with financing and appraisal. So those processes are taking longer. What used to be working with a buyer, a ready to go buyer for 45 to 60 days, is now more like two to six months or sure. b- more for some of my buyers. Yeah. So it becomes a longer process of how long you are attached to that person. And once you have agency signed it, I mean You should be signing agency right away and you can always, I mean, you can cancel it, but you're, you're, you're tied to them. And that's easier just to
0: find the right person at the beginning and not have to go through that heartache of canceling and having hard feelings.
1: Exactly. Because the reality is you're going to want to like them as well as trust them for that process. So yeah, that's our two cents on hiring an agent. And, um, thank you guys so much for joining us. We hope you'll come back next week. We hope this episode sparked some curiosity or grew your confidence to make your next move in the real estate world. Reach out to us with questions or for tangible steps you can take to get started. We would love for you to rate this podcast and share it with a friend. Our contact info and social media links are in the show notes. Make it a great week.